At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Good evening. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and you're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with an emphasis on education, training, development, and education. At this point, I just want to say thank you and a shout out to our podcast producers, David Wolf and his team. And I'd also like to put a shout out to our sponsors. And those sponsors are Henry Shine, Patterson Dental, and Vocal Dental Supply Company. Without their support and their backing, these podcasts would be very difficult. What I wanted to do tonight is I wanted to talk about a variety of different issues, but they all fall into the same vein. I have a young girl who's going to be a senior in college, and she requested to come to my office because she's thinking of a career in dentistry. And without hesitation, over my 40 years, I've done these things numerous times, as most dentists that I know would be willing to lend a helping hand. And in general, I spoke to her before we started, because most young people getting interested in a career want to actually know what, what the field of dentistry is all about. What are the actual mechanics, the backgrounds of treatment? How do we care for patients? What kind of treatment plans do we develop? But in most cases, they want to be able to know how do we fix teeth? How do we restore oral health? And when I spoke to this young lady, she said that she wanted to be independent. She wanted to own her own business. She wanted to be in control of her own destiny. She wanted to be involved with a career that she thought she would be very proud of. And she wanted to basically, in summary, control her life. And when I listened to her at age 64, it brought me back over 40 years when someone asked me a similar question and I gave them a similar answer. And whether it's correct, incorrect, whether you agree or disagree with my philosophy, I want you to follow the following data points. At present time, most new graduates from dental school, depending on the studies you read from the Health Policy Institute to various different areas that provide data, the average dental student is graduating with approximately $400,000 worth of debt. They generally, after with that debt, will tentatively work usually for a solo practice, a group practice, or what we'll refer to as a DSO or an MSO, which stands for Dental Support Organization or Managed Support Organization. 
In previous podcasts, I've gone in great detail the technical difference between those two groups. But generally, this new graduate will spend approximately two years to three years in one of those different organizations before they set out on their own. Once they decide to set out on their own, it usually will take between six months and a year to actually purchase a dental practice or become a partner in a group. And particularly in the United States, that will usually involve another investment of roughly between 800,000 and $1.1 million. It brought to me the events that maybe I'm just getting old, but mathematically, I'm looking at these numbers and I'm saying to myself, there is no problem with a dentist being financially successful today, providing one very important point, they control their fee schedules. At present time, particularly in the state of Massachusetts, almost every dental plan out there does not allow you to control your own fee schedule. For those in the public setting listening to this podcast, most of you probably really don't care whether your dentist is financially secure or not. But I think if you look at what's happening in healthcare in our country, along with the medical colleagues of ours and the dental colleagues that are being hit hard, you're looking at what I will refer to as that perfect storm, where ultimately you, the consumers, are going to find yourself at an extreme shortage of providers if you haven't already noticed it. People are turning away from the healthcare professions because of the huge investment in time and loss of opportunity costs, while other people are making a very significant income. You're spending time devoting hours and years of education and training in a field that once you graduate, you really have little to no control in your business. To give you some brief examples, many of the dental plans here in the United States, like Delta Dental, Cigna, Aetna, MetLife, and there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of other dental plans, they'll provide your dentist with a contract. And in that contract, you are obliged to follow the insurance fee schedule that they feel is reasonable and customary to charge your patient. That means if Dr. X has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in equipment and training, and Dr. Y has spent no time investing in equipment and in training, the fee schedule is the same. If Dr. X has all the newest and latest devices to provide the most pain-free and exceptional care, and dentist Y, has spent literally no money or no investment, those fee schedules are the same. If the procedure becomes complex, if the procedure becomes more difficult, if it takes more time than one expected, it's the same fee schedule. Perhaps more important for me to discuss this young girl's comments about having autonomy and control over her destiny and her future. Understand that when you sign this contract, next year there's no guarantee that that fee schedule will be the same. If the insurance company feels for whatever reason 
that they feel that that fee schedule was not profitable enough for their particular wants and needs, that fee schedule will be reduced. Understand that while this is going on, hundreds, if not thousands of patients may have flocked to your practice because when they go on to their HR department or the internet, they find that that particular dentist is in network. And what I mean by in network is that dentist and that dental team is obligated to use the fee schedule that an insurance company feels is fair. And I could tell you after 40 years of business, practicing at least 40 hours of clinical dentistry every week for the last almost 40 years, I think that's the furthest from the truth. The American Dental Association or the ADA News just sent out recently in the last week things about dentistry that we should be excited about, things that new dentists graduating should consider owning. And I'll just list a few of these products and devices. They suggested that a CBCT scan or in dental terminology, a dental CAT scan should probably be purchased because of the outstanding care and service it can provide our patients in endodontics and implant surgery. To give you an idea, the cost of that device is somewhere around $150,000 to $200,000. Keep in mind that when you do use this device, your insurance company is going to pay you a fee of somewhere between $80 and $160. The next device was a hard and soft tissue laser. And the idea behind these hard and soft tissue lasers is you can provide faster and perhaps better care for soft tissue diseases and hard tissue diseases like dental decay and periodontal or gum disease. That also comes at a cost of close to $200,000. Next, they suggested the 3D printers that can allow that dental office to fabricate teeth and dental appliances in your office. And again, that comes to a cost of between $20,000 and $30,000. I won't bore the listeners, but I think most people in the dental profession are saying to themselves, how do you make a return on your investment? And I can tell you, since I have literally all of these bells and whistles and devices in my practice, Perhaps the most expensive part is not the purchase of these devices, but it's the training and education and how to use them and when to use them. You're literally looking at hundreds and hundreds of hours, not just for yourself as the practitioner, but for your team members so that they know how to care for these appliances, maintain these devices, and how to use them correctly when uh, the need for delegation is necessary. The reason I talk about this in the way that I did is not to be negative, not to cast a bad shadow on our profession, but we're in the Academy of Dental Associations. Do they get up to bat and say, when is enough enough? I think you can't turn on the news and not hear that inflation right now is at 8.6%. That means that everything a dental and medical practitioner is purchasing is up 9%. I would like to know if there's anyone listening, please send me an email or reach out to me. Has there ever been an insurance company, 
in the last 20 years that increased its fees 9%, which would just allow us to break even. I think for the public, what they have to understand is the professionals in healthcare have to spend less time with their patients. They have to depend more and more on extra hours because the public is demanding better service and better care. And there's less providers to provide that care. So when it comes to your health care, which perhaps you could argue, there's nothing more important. I would think most of us at one time in our life has suffered with some kind of debilitating or devastated news from a medical or dental person. And the question comes in is, how long does it take to get an appointment? How long can that healthcare provider spend with you when you're getting an exam fee of between 20 and $40? And that patient is expecting you to spend anywhere from 50 minutes to an hour and a half to make sure they understand all their options, understand the costs of those options. And I'm here to tell you that our healthcare profession is in dire needs. Do I have the answer to these problems? I certainly don't. I don't want to come across as wise enough or smart enough. But I do know this, that the free market is not at work. And what's occurring in our country is going to be devastating now and in the immediate future. And until people start to really understand what's actually going on, I do not see there's going to be any change. But I do hear the rumblings. I do hear people saying, Dr. Coughlin, I came to your practice because my dentist is retiring. Dr. Coughlin, I'm coming to your practice because my dentist is no longer open full time. In the American Dental Association, same article, there was some devastating, additional devastating information, at least from my perspective, that over 73% of all the dentists in the country right now cannot find personnel to stay open. Dental hygienists are leaving by the droves. We could argue that it's their fear of COVID. You could argue that they're perhaps making more money staying home than working. Perhaps you could argue that there's very little flexibility in dentistry and in medicine, because in most cases, telemedicine and teledentistry is good, but it's not gonna solve your problem. When you have a dental problem, you need hands-on and you need someone to provide those services and that care. And although it's nice for a consultation, Ultimately, Mr. and Mrs. Smith have to come and see you, and they need the expertise of clinical assistants, dental hygienists, and the dental profession in its whole. What that means is you need support. You need administrative people, hygienists, assistants, and dentists, and right now, that's not in the workforce. As most of you know who have listened to my podcasts over the last several years, I've had as many as 15 offices and 250 employees, as many as 29 dentists. And I could tell you the biggest uphill battle for expansion is you cannot find the employees to fill the space. I'd like the listeners to consider what we said during this podcast. I would like to follow up with how this plays into managed support organizations and dental support organizations, because in my opinion, they are perfectly positioned 
to continue to grow at that 8 to 12% per year, which appears to be the only part of healthcare that is actually growing from a business standpoint. And the reason for that is they have the pockets or the financial backing to weather these storms, and they have the marketing clout and business acumen to also control the destiny of our profession. I want to thank you for listening to this particular podcast. And in our next podcast, I'd like to try to meld the certain conditions that are occurring now and have for the last several years, but in my opinion, getting significantly worse, and how these MSOs and DSOs are poised to make your life much, much better or potentially much worse, and how that can affect the public and how they receive their care now and in the future. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You've been listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on education, training, development, and knowledge. Again, a thank you to our sponsors, Henry Shine, Patterson Dental, and Focal Dental Supply Company. Thanks again for listening, and I'll try to be a little more upbeat in our next podcast, but don't bet on it. Thank you very much.